This is our league, and this is your league. From the 55-yard line on CFL America Radio and the Sports History Network. Stand by, 15 seconds to air. Stand by, old camera, and videotape. Ready with your opening graphics. Stand by, Howard. Here we come, Frank. Ready, Don. Stand by, audio, your opening music, and roll tape. Take tape. Throwing the pass for Moses at the 50, the 45, and on the far sideline, he is still in bounds across the 10, the 5, into the end zone. Touchdown! Morton rolling, pitching, Keyworth running to the corner, scores! John Keyworth wide to the right. And Stabler to throw, being blitzed, throws under pressure, intercepted! Swenson, 30, 20, 17, Bob Swenson picking it up. Morton back. He looks, he pumps, he looks again, he throws, it is caught, touchdown Moses! Haven Moses in the end zone, made the diving catch, and the Broncos are a half 20 to 10. This is Bob Martin, voice of the Denver Broncos. Did you ever wonder what the meaning of Rocky Mountain High is? Well, if you were at or anywhere near Denver's Mile High Stadium on Sunday, January 1st, 1978, you got a good dose of it as the Denver Broncos lifted the inhabitants of this great American mountain range into an eternal bliss and euphoria that had become known as Bronco Mania. Morton just falls on the ball at the 39-yard line. He lost a couple on the play. 32 seconds. It is a third and 10. They don't have to run another play. Somersaulting Haven Moses comes out. The Broncos on the field, it is over with 19 seconds to go. The miracle has happened. The Broncos are going to the Super Bowl. The story of the Broncos' success dates back to the early days of 1977. Although they were coming off an excellent season of nine and five, the Broncos were a team of discord. A new leader was needed. He had to be not only a master of the game of football, but a person of great strength and character. That man turned out to be Red Miller. And on February 1st, he took over the reins as head coach of the Denver Broncos. From the very beginning, Miller had the Broncos believing in themselves. They now worked as a unit, meshing all their great talents for that ultimate victory. It was not going to be easy, but the Broncos were ready to make 1977 their greatest season ever. Another key acquisition by the Broncos in 1977 was quarterback Craig Morton. Sometimes maligned, but a proven winner, Morton looked forward with eagerness to the job at hand in Denver. 
After posting an impressive 5-1 record in preseason, the Broncos opened the regular season on Sunday, September 18th before 75,000 at Mile High Stadium. The Broncos' orange crush defense of Barney Chavis, Tom Jackson, Bernard Jackson, Steve Foley, Billy Thompson, Reuben Carter, Lewis Wright, Lyle Alzado, Bob Swenson, Randy Gratishar, and Joe Rizzo was already considered one of the best in pro football. And in the season opener, they looked devastating as they held the high-scoring St. Louis Cardinals off the scoreboard. However, the Cardinals' defense was being equally stingy. After a scoreless first half, the Broncos got the necessary break that leads to victory in the third quarter. Ten-man front for Denver, Upchurch strolling along the 25-yard line. High snap through Joyce's hands. He runs back inside the 10, wants to throw, gets rid of the football. It is caught by Morris, and he is pulled out of bounds as he makes the catch at the far side of the 34-yard line. So now with the ball at the St. Louis 34, the Broncos moved quickly to the 10, where Craig Morton handed off to Otis Armstrong. Odom's tight end right. Moses in motion from right to left. The handoff is to Armstrong, starting right, cutting behind the block to the goal line. He scores! That touchdown would be the only one scored as the Broncos hung on for a 7-0 victory. However, there was a play late in the fourth quarter that helped preserve that victory. Confronted with a crucial third and four at their own 13, the Broncos needed to maintain possession of the football to assure themselves a win. A big play was needed here, and one was forthcoming. Broncos at their own 13, and the fake, Morton bootlegging to the right, he's at the 15, he's at the 20, 25, takes a dive at the 24-yard line, and has a first down and hops up and down in glee. The Broncos followed up the victory over St. Louis with convincing wins over the Buffalo Bills and the Seattle Seahawks. Then in the fourth game of the season, the Broncos made their record a perfect 4-0 by downing longtime division rival the Kansas City Chiefs. Jim Turner gave Denver an early 3-0 lead with a 25-yard field goal. Then, after a Lewis Wright interception, the Broncos upped the count to 10-0, spurning the three-pointer on fourth down. Fourth down and three, and the Broncos huddle up. Ball is at the Kansas City 7, Denver leading 3-0. This is not a characteristic Red Miller move. Bootleg, Martin, rolling, scoring! Craig Morton bootlegs, rolls right, scores, and it's 9 to nothing, Denver. However, the field goal did play a key role in this victory as veteran Jim Turner kicked three, including two 33-yarders in the second quarter that gave Denver a 16 to nothing lead at the half. Turner now a four for five this season. And this time, Norris Weiss will hold it at the right hash mark for a 33-yard attempt. Turner is one of two in this range. 33-yard attempt toward the north end. Denver leading 10 to nothing with 12.47 to go. The snap, ball is down. Turner's kick on the way, and good. This is the same spot where Turner kicked a 33-yarder a few moments ago. This time, the kick end over end on the way, and good again. So the instant replay works. Jim Turner has kicked his third field goal. Two of them 33 yards, 125, and now it's Denver 16, Kansas City nothing. In the second half, both teams swapped a pair of touchdowns, and the Broncos had themselves a 23-7 victory. You know, no matter how well things are going, there are bound to be skeptics. And at this point in the season, those cynics of the Broncos came out. The Broncos were now going up against the iron of the NFL, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and a pair of games with the defending Super Bowl champions, the Oakland Raiders. However, on Sunday, October 16th, the entire NFL stood up and took notice of the Denver Broncos when they accomplished what many had deemed almost impossible, 
they knocked off the mighty Raiders in Oakland by a rather lopsided score of 30 to 7. The Raiders struck for the game's first score when Kenny Stabler found tight end Dave Casper from 10 yards out. But on Oakland's next possession, linebacker Joe Rizzo came up with what was to be the first of seven interceptions off Stabler. But Branch has gone left, Bolitnikoff to the right, Stabler back quickly, sets up, rolls left, chase, throwing the pass, one-hand attempt, incomplete, intercepted, picked off in the air by Rizzo, 40, 45, 50, to the 40, has blocking and gets to the 30-yard line. Branch got one hand on the ball as he went high in the air for it at the Denver 40, and instead tipped the ball to Joe Rizzo, who took it to the far sidelines and to the Raider 29-yard line, where he is tackled by Henry Lawrence, first down Denver, at the Raider 29. One of the trademarks of the 1977 Denver Broncos was the way the offense complemented the defense on turnovers. And it was never more evident than on this afternoon. Both receivers come left for Denver. Third and nine. Morton is back. He's two for three. He's looking, steps to the side, throws the pass. Touchdown, Riley Odoms! Odoms took it away from George Atkinson, and it's seven to six. A 10-yard touchdown pass. Craig Morton to Riley Odoms, a 7-6 ball game. In the second quarter, the Broncos went in front to stay when Lonnie Perrin rambled into the end zone from 16 yards away. Still Lytle and Perrin, and it's Perrin starting to the right. He is at the 15th. He's at the 5 His score! Lonnie Perrin puts Denver ahead. 13-7 on a 17-yard run. He just scooted around the right end and in, and the Broncos take the lead. The Broncos then proceeded to make the afternoon a total nightmare for Ken Stabler, intercepting the Oakland ace on the Raiders' next three possessions. And again, Stabler to throw for it, getting some pressure from Swenson, throws the pass, intercepted by Rizzo. He's at the 45 and Russell down at the 44-yard line. Joe Rizzo, his second interception of the ball game. Stabler looking, steps up, throws the pass, Branch incomplete, intercepted by Rizzo again. Rizzo at the 35-yard line, and the Broncos take over there. Cliff Branch left, Sieni and Bolitnikoff wide right. Van Egan is the only setback, and on first down, Casper to throw again. He is chased. He throws while he's being hit, intercepted, Granishar. He's at the 40, trying to get outside. He goes to the 32-yard line. The Broncos have their fourth interception all by linebackers and have the ball at the Raider 31, tackled by Henry Lawrence. That final interception by Randy Gratishar set up what had to be the most unusual touchdown in the NFL in 1977. Weiss will hold, 32-yard line, 42-yard try by Turner, ball is down, it's a fake, Weiss looking, throwing, Turner wide open, catches the ball at the 15, he'll score a touchdown, a fake all the way, Weiss threw, Jim Turner caught, wide open, 15-yard line, he is being mobbed in the end zone, the grand old man has done it, and the Denver Broncos lead 20-7. to in the third quarter, rookie punter Bucky Dilt started applying the final nail to the Raiders' coffin with this beauty. Fourth and 11 at the 35 for the Broncos, who took it from their own 20 to the Raider 35, and Dilt sends it over toward the near side. It hits at the three angles, out of bounds! Couldn't have done it better with a wedge. Out of bounds at the three-yard line. Forced up against his own end zone, Stabler tried to pierce the Broncos' secondary, only to find Lewis Wright. Keep the formation tight with Branch now split left. And fake, Stabler in the end zone, rolling to his right, looking a flag down as the pass is intercepted at the 15th. Return for a touchdown by Lewis Wright. Jim Turner added a 32-yard field goal in the fourth quarter to account for the final score of 30-7. to 7. 
So Broncomania was no longer a fantasy, but a reality. And when the team arrived home from Oakland that night, a massive throng awaited their conquering heroes. It was quite evident that the Broncos were something special to the people of Denver. The following Sunday, the Broncos went to Riverfront Stadium to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. With a score tied at 10-10 and time running out in the first half, quarterback Craig Morton went long for Jack Dalvin to put the Broncos in front to stay. Dalvin left, Moses right, Armstrong in motion to the left side, and Morton is back to pass. He looks, he's got Dalvin wide open, here comes the pass. Dalvin at the 30, at the 25, he won't score! Jack Dalvin, all the way in for the touchdown, 82 yards. Morton was forced out of action in the second half, but young Craig Penrose came off the bench to pace Denver to a 24-13 victory. Moses right, Dalvin left, the fake. Penrose wants to throw, there is the pass to Lytle at the 15, at the 10, at the 5, he cuts, he is to the 2-yard line. Rob Lytle, coming out of the backfield, took the pass from Penrose inside the 5-yard line before he was stopped at the 2. Clock running down, Lytle and Jensen the running backs. Penrose in the count, hands the ball to Jensen, who scores? Jim Jensen gets his first Bronco touchdown, and the Broncos lead 23-13. The Broncos finally went down to defeat on Sunday, October 30th, when the Oakland Raiders gained a measure of revenge with a 24-14 conquest at Denver. But the following week, against the tough Pittsburgh Steelers, the Broncos chalked up win number seven. Denver struck first when Rob Lytle crashed over from a yard out. Then in the second quarter, elusive Rick Upchurch made it 14 to nothing. Upchurch a single safety. Ten men at the line of scrimmage, snap back to Walden on a fourth and six, and he kicks a low one. It will hit. Upchurch picks it up on the bounce at the 14. He's over the 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, breaking into the open. Rick Upchurch at the 30. Rick will return one for a touchdown, waving the ball in the air. He scores. Still in the second quarter, the Broncos went up by 21 to nothing when Craig Morton found Haven Moses from one yard away. Dalbin splitting left. Moses flanked right. Moses starts in motion. Morton, back to pass, keeps the backs in, throws for Moses, wide open at the goal line, touchdown, Haven Moses. He took J.T. Thomas deep, Morton threw a perfect pass to the goal line, and Denver leads 20 to nothing. From that point on, the Orange Crush held the fort, and Denver won 21 to 7. With what was supposed to be the tough part of the schedule now behind them, you would think that the next week's opposition, the San Diego Chargers, would serve as a breather for the high-flying Broncos. But what's this? With a game halfway through the third quarter, the Broncos trailed 14-3. But Denver's M&M combination was just warming up. And now second and ten Broncos at the 33. It is Odom's in motion. And Morton throws for a wide open. Moses, 10-5, he will score. Haven Moses made the catch at the 10, slipped inside on Clarence Duran and scores, and it is a 33-yard touchdown play. Then with just 1.36 remaining, the Morton to Moses hookup put out the lights for San Diego. Moses left, Dalvin right. Perrin and Lytle are the Denver running backs. Odoms is a wing to the right side. Starts in motion out of that wing. Morton on fourth and four. Looks, throws, Moses, touchdown! Haven Moses! the catch at the back of the end zone and the Broncos come out to surround Craig Morton. Denver leads 16 to 14. The Broncos pulled it out 17 to 14 and now it was on to Kansas City. 
The lesser lights in the NFL were providing formidable opposition for the Broncos. In this contest, there was less than five minutes remaining in a 7-7 deadlock when the Broncos once again went to their dial M for magic. Both receivers wide left. And Morton is back to throw. Steps up. Throws the pass. Moses at the five. He will score. Haven Moses was wide open at the five-yard line. Turned and carried it to the end zone. And Denver leads 13-7 with 4.29 to play in the fourth quarter. And again, it's Morton to Moses. But the Chiefs were not dead yet. They took a fake punt to the Denver one when the Orange Crush did their thing. Livingston in the count. Gives the ball to Podolak, who dives toward the goal line, gets about half a yard, and is thrown back. He moved the ball from the one and a half to the one. Podolak in motion to the right. The handoff, Bailey dives. Oh, he didn't make it. Mark Bailey tried to go over the top, and Gratishar pushed him back. Rockington in the backfield. Handoff is on a reverse to White. He's thrown for a loss by Tom Jackson at the seven. Livingston is back. He is Chase. He throws to the back of the end zone. Incomplete, and the Broncos take over. The 14-7 victory over the Chiefs improved the Broncos' record to 9-1 and provided the impetus for their next matchup with the playoff-bound Baltimore Colts. In the beginning, it appeared it would be all Broncos as they galloped to a 14-0 lead. Up church left. Moses right. Moses starts in motion. Morton back. Throwing the pass, Upchurch at the 27. He's at the 25, 20, 15, 10, Upchurch, touchdown! A great run up the east sidelines by Rick Upchurch. Second down, a little over seven. Morton back in a hurry, throwing it for a wide open touchdown to Dolvin. Jack Dolvin all alone at the goal line, turned and the ball was there. And I'm not sure that he was the primary receiver, but it's 13 to nothing, Denver. But the Colts came back and narrowed the score to 14-13 and were threatening again in the fourth quarter when linebacker Tom Jackson blunted their drop. Jones to throw. Quick pass. Intercepted. Picked off Tom Jackson. 40, 50, 40, 40 to the 20. Tom Jackson will return it for a touchdown. When you have a quarterback like the Colts' Burt Jones, you have the ability to score almost any time from anywhere on the field. But when you have a defense like Denver's, you have the perfect bromide for that heading. Colts with only one set back. Jones in the end zone to throw on first down. Up the far side for Scott. Way overthrows him and intercepted Lewis Wright. He's at his 35. He's back to the 40. He's at the 50. He is at the 40-yard line coming to the sidelines at the 30 with blockers. He's at the 20. He is at the 10 and knocked out of bounds by Ray Chester at the 9-yard line. The Broncos then lived up to their reputation as opportunists with some open field daring do from an unexpected source. Dalvin out to the left just a couple of steps. Second down and Morton rolling to the right, keeping with the ball. He is at the goal line. He's in. Touchdown. Craig Martin. Following the 27-13 win over Baltimore, the Broncos traveled to Houston and history. The Oilers took an early lead before the Broncos came back. Now a second and six at the 13. Morton back, has time, passes to Odoms to the goal line, and he scores. Odoms caught the ball wide open at the five, and now spikes a touchdown in his hometown. On their next possession, the Broncos moved out to a 14-7 lead. Third and four Broncos at the Euler 13-yard line. Less than a minute to go. Morton back, looks. Throws for the goal line. Flag down as the catch is made. A touchdown signal, but there is a flag on the play. Upchurch made the catch at the goal line. 
In the fourth quarter, with the Broncos hanging on to a slim 17-14 lead, they drove down to the Houston Five. Out went Craig Morton, and onto the field came Norris Weiss. Moses in tight at the right side. Bootleg by Weiss, running to the right, gets a block, he scores! Norris Weiss, bootlegging to the right side, and the Broncos lead 23-14 with less than five minutes to play. That touchdown gave the Broncos a 24-14 victory and combined with Oakland's loss to the Rams, assured the Broncos of not only their first playoff berth ever, but also their first division title. The trip home to Denver was one to remember, and Larry Zimmer captured it in his conversations with Red Miller and the players. Red, <laughs> tell me how it is to be a champion. You know this team has uh, worked long and hard to be a champion. I feel good for the players because they're the guys that did it. Our assistant coaches work like hell and our players work like hell and they put it all together. I'm proud. I'm proud of everybody. Rob, come here. Now, this is old veteran Smitty to the, to, the, to the rookie. How do you feel about this? Well, when I, when I was uh, drafted by Denver, I expected nothing less and then from these uh, veterans to come out and show me a winning tradition out here in Denver. Some of that, some of that old luck rubbed off from Rob and uh, you know, at Michigan, the Rose Bowl, this and that, and that, we just grabbed, granted, Rob's a part of our team, he's a great ball player, and we have a whole bunch of great ball players. Tom, what do you have to say about all this, my man? I don't know, words, words can't describe the feeling I have now. We got 45 guys that, that really love each other, and they do, and, uh, we're champions, you know. Been champions for a long time. It comes out now. I don't see no stopping us, that's all. Billy? Billy Thompson? Great. What else can I say? You know, uh, You've been here a long time. I mean, you know, like, um, I've been looking for this day for so long. I mean, you know, where, where I can sit back and say, hey, we won it, you know, we won the Western Division Championship. Great, it's a great feeling, and I just want to uh, take this time and congratulate the people of Denver and uh, the Phippses and Mr. Kitchen, the people who have been behind Denver for 17 long years. I've been lucky enough to be a winner in college, and it's just a great feeling. I've been away with it for four years. We finally got it back. Some of these guys have never been on a winning team. They finally know what it's like, and I just, I'm just glad to be part of it, and I'm congratulating people of Denver and the Phipps for hanging in there with us, being patient, and it was just a matter of time. Randy, congratulations. Thanks, Larry. The Broncos closed out their season with a 17-9 victory over San Diego before dropping their final contest of the year and only their second loss all season to Dallas, 14-6. So now it was Christmas time in the Rockies. And every Denver fan hoped for an early arrival from Jolly St. Nick. It was the season to be jolly, and in Denver, Colorado, there was plenty of merriment to go around as the Denver Broncos, for the first time in their history, were in the NFL playoffs. Much of the pregame banter centered around what has since become a very monotonous subject, that a team in its initial playoff game would serve their apprenticeship, lose, and then receive glorious accolades of what a future they have. 
But after you've gone 12-2 during the regular season, with one of the toughest schedules in the NFL, you couldn't be blamed for becoming a little irritated at such remarks. So on Saturday, December 24th, the Broncos took to the field at Mile High Stadium, determined to prove that their season was no fluke. Their opponents were the playoff-hardened Pittsburgh Steelers. Just a season removed from a Super Bowl championship themselves, the Steelers were anxious to return to their throne. However, the Broncos were hungry for their piece of cake, and they showed it on this winter afternoon. Back on November 6th, these two teams tangled and the Broncos emerged victorious 21-7. But this, as they say, was a whole new ball game. A loss here, and there would be no week of skull sessions to correct your flaws. Only the mightiest prevail, and play next week. The first break in the ball game occurred midway through the first quarter, when Denver's John Schultz broke through to block a Steeler punt attempt and give the Broncos excellent field position. Fourth and seven from the 32-yard line. Snap back to Engels. Blocked! The ball is bouncing around. Broncos have it at the 20-yard line to about the 17-yard line. Denver ball! Rob Lytle then punctured the steel curtain on four successive runs to put the Broncos on top, seven to nothing. Broncos first and goal at the Steelers' seven, scoreless in the first quarter. Moses inside of Upchurch in the slot to the right side. The handoff is to Lytle again. Scoring! Rob Lytle up the middle for seven, and the Broncos lead the Steelers six to nothing. John Keyworth with a big block. It stayed that way through the first quarter. Then, on the Steelers' first possession of the second stanza, they moved 56 yards in 11 plays to make it a 7-7 ball game. Third and goal. Inch away. Bradshaw dives for it and scores, and it's 7-6. A few minutes later, Pittsburgh's Franco Harris tried to sweep around the left side where he found the orange crush waiting. 7-7 tie. Steelers at their 45-yard line, third down 10. Four and a half minutes to go in the half. Both receivers to the right with Stallworth inside of Swan. Start Blyer in motion to the left. On the draw play to Harris. Loses the ball. Picked up at the 40. Fumbled ahead. Picked up by Jackson. 20, 15. He's at the 10 at the 9. The Broncos with the ball first and goal. Then in one play, the Broncos went up 14 to seven. Moses and Dalton wide left. Keyworth and Armstrong are the Denver running backs as Morton hands the ball to Otis Armstrong to the five, he'll score! Otis Armstrong, what a block, what a hole! Denver 13, Pittsburgh seven. But the Steelers were proving to be tough. And with less than two minutes remaining in the first half, they tied it at 14-14. Second and goal, half a yard away. Blyer starts in motion. Handoff is to Harris. Going to the right to the goal line. He scores. Franco Harris has made it 14-13. In the third quarter, the Broncos moved to the Pittsburgh one, but couldn't punch it over. However, at least they were moving. The Steelers, on the other hand, were finding the Broncos' orange crush, being most ungracious hosts, and they failed to penetrate beyond their own 19-yard line. Denver regained the lead late in the quarter when Craig Morton found big Riley Odoms open. First down. And Morton fakes to Armstrong. Has time, lots of time. Lofts the ball for Odoms. Five! Touchdown! Riley Odoms scores! Craig Morton with all afternoon to throw the ball. Found Riley Odoms wide open at the 10. Caught the ball running to the 5 and into the end zone. Touchdown! But back came the Steelers, and early in the fourth quarter, they managed to tie it up for the third time. First and goal inside the one for the Steelers. No wide receivers. Flyer starts in motion. Bradshaw with a ball on his hip. 
rolling to the right, throws the pass at the back of the end zone, touchdown to Mullins. This was the last time it would be tied. Throughout the 1977 season, the Broncos said the fourth quarter belonged to them, and it would be no different on this day. With just 7-17 left in the game, 14-year veteran place kicker Jim Turner booted a 44-yard field goal to give the Broncos the lead for good. It is fourth and one Denver at the Steeler at 27-yard line. Weiss will hold at the 34. Turner was 13 for 19 during the season will attempt the field goal. 21-21 tie. Ball down. Turner's kick. Line drive on the way. Distance. Good! Jim Turner has put Denver back in front. Playing catch-up with Denver in the fourth quarter often proves lethal, as Pittsburgh was about to find out. Second and ten. Steelers at their 39. Broncos by three on the 44-yard Turner field goal. Bradshaw to throw. Has the time. Intercepted. Tom Jackson. 40. 30. 25. 20. He's at the 10-yard line and hit at the 8. Tom Jackson batting the ball in the air, making the interception, and the Broncos have the ball inside the Steeler 10. Jackson's interception set up Jim Turner's second field goal of the day and spirited the Broncos to a 27-21 advantage. There's the ball down. There is Turner's kick on the way. It is good. Jim Turner, 25-yard field goal. With 5-10 left, now it is Denver 27, Pittsburgh 21. Bradshaw had no choice now. He had to live dangerously, and it cost him. Swan right, Stallworth left. And Bradshaw to throw on first down. The pass toward the sidelines. Intercepted, Jackson, 50. He is at the 40, 35-33, Tom Jackson. His second interception of the day. He recovered a fumble earlier, and the Broncos have the ball at the Steeler 33-yard line with 1.57 left. Where Bradshaw had failed, Craig Morton succeeded as he went to the air for the final touchdown that gave Denver a 34-21 playoff victory. Morton is back, throwing to the end zone for Dalvin. Dalvin behind Allen. Touchdown! Jack Dalvin! Touchdown from Craig Morton, 34 yards. This one is over. The Broncos will be in the championship game. So now it was on to the AFC championship game against the Oakland Raiders on Sunday, January 1st, 1978 at Denver's Mile High Stadium. Oakland had downed the Baltimore Colts in their playoff opener in a thriller that went into six quarters. They were playoff tough, and if any extra incentive was needed, they were still seething over the embarrassing defeat the Broncos had inflicted on them earlier in the season. But in the Broncos' camp, there was real concern over another problem. Quarterback Craig Morton was suffering from a hip injury and was in doubtful condition for Denver's biggest game ever. However, when Morton trotted onto the field at game time, Mile High Stadium seemed 10 miles high. The Broncos were ready. Oakland notched the first score of the afternoon when after an 18-play, 57-yard drive, Errol Mann split the uprights with a 20-yard field goal. 20-yard try, ball down, the kick is on the way, and it is good. There was a poor snap from center, but Hum got the ball up for the kick, and man makes it Oakland 3, Denver nothing, with 4.26 to go in the first quarter. But Oakland's lead didn't last long as Craig Morton found Haven Moses on the sidelines. 
Moses in motion from the right, the fake. Morton is back, throwing the pass for Moses at the 50, the 45, and down the far sideline. He is still in bounds across the 10, the 5, into the end zone. Touchdown! Both teams had their chances in the second quarter, but neither could capitalize, and the half ended with the Broncos clinging to a slim 7-3 lead. The Orange Crush got things started for Denver in the third quarter when they pressured Oakland quarterback Ken Stabler. Davis is a wing, the fake by Stabler. He wants to throw on first down. There's the protection, the pass going deep for Branch. Batted away by Foley. Branch left, Ciani wide right to Van Egan. He slips and is down at the 32-yard line. He was trying to cut. Gratishar was right there anyway, along with Reuben Carter. Stabler to pass, getting a little pressure. Now pumps the ball, throws under pressure, incomplete. Then on Oakland's next possession, they forced a fumble deep in Raider territory. Van Egan and Davis in the eye, and it is to Davis, pursued left, chased fumble, Broncos have the ball. Bryson Manor comes up with a football, and Denver takes over inside the 16-yard line. The Broncos move to the Oakland one, from where John Keyworth did the honors. Morton rolling, pitching, Keyworth running to the corner, scores! John Keyworth wide to the right. Good block from Otis Armstrong, and Denver leads. It is 13-3. Oakland finally got their offense untracked in the early minutes of the fourth quarter and made it a 14-10 ball game. And Stabler is back to throw on third and goal from the seven. The pass is caught, but there is a flag. The pass is caught in the end zone for a touchdown. If it counts, let's see what the penalty is for. The pass went to Casper across the goal line, but let's see what the penalty is. Holding, Holding on Denver. On Denver. Denver appeared to be countering with a scoring drive of their own, but Oakland's Floyd Rice intercepted Morton. However, linebacker Bob Swenson got the ball back less than a minute later. And Stabler to throw. Being blitzed, throws under pressure. Intercepted. Swenson, 30, 20, 17. Bob Swenson picking it off. But don't underestimate the pressure on Stabler because Alzado, Carter, and Chavis were all in. And he threw it right to Swenson, and the Broncos have the ball first down at the Raiders' 17. With a second chance, the Broncos move to the Oakland 12, where Craig Morton found Haven Moses in the end zone. Morton back. He looks. He pumps. He looks again. He throws. It is caught. Touchdown, Moses. Haven Moses in the end zone. Made the diving catch, and the Broncos are ahead 20 to 10. Striving to maintain their championship, the Raiders moved 74 yards in eight plays to make it a 20-17 game. Stabler is back on second down. The pump pumps it again, throws for the end zone. Leaping catch, touchdown! Great Casper catch. again takes the ball away from Tom Jackson, and it's a touchdown Raiders, and they have just come 75 yards to score. Only 3.08 remained, and Denver had the ball. It was now the Broncos' offensive line against the Oakland defensive front. Ball control was the name of the game. A couple of key first downs, and the Broncos were on their way to New Orleans and Super Bowl 12. With a ball at the Bronco 22, Lonnie Perrin on a second and five picked up crucial first down number one. Receivers left on a second and five, but Perrin is coming to the right, tries to cut back, and gets out to the 27-yard line. He may have the first down. He is very close. Then with a third and three at the Denver 35, Otis Armstrong rushed toward New Orleans. Armstrong to the right, a block, he is out to the 39 and has the first down. First down, Denver, Floyd Rice, making the grab on Armstrong, good 
block out there by Claudie Miner. Riley Odoms also. The Broncos at the 39 have a first down, a minute and 20 seconds to play. Now it was countdown time. Morton just falls on the ball at the 39-yard line. He lost a couple on the play. The clock runs. 32 seconds. It is a third and 10. They don't have to run another play. Somersaulting Haven Moses comes out. The Broncos on the field. It is over with 19 seconds to go. The miracle has happened. The Broncos are going to the Super Bowl. D-Day dawned on Sunday, January 15th at the Superdome in New Orleans, Louisiana as the Denver Broncos prepared to take on the NFC champion Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl. For the Cowboys, this was old hat. This was their fourth trip to the NFL extravaganza. They were a well-balanced team, paced on offense by the leadership of quarterback Roger Staubach and the running of Tony Dorsett. On defense, they were equally as devastating with a group known as Doomsday 2. As kickoff time approached, the co-captain of the Orange Crush, Billy Thompson, talked about the feelings of the Broncos on Super Bowl XII. I think the team is, has reacted really well to all the excitement and uh, all the distractions because everything has been so well uh, organized. Uh, we, uh, we've had ample time to prepare. Uh, we've uh, watched enough film, I think, and... Uh, the living conditions could be a little better, but uh, they're adequate. Uh -huh. But now, it, this is the big one. Is, has, it, has it really had a chance to sink in that uh, you're going to be in the Super Bowl, in the Superdome? Well, you know, I, I'm really not odd about the fact of playing in the Superdome. I'm odd about being in the big Super game, I think. Uh, but I look at it in the sense that, in the sense that it's, uh, it's another ball game, and we must do the same things that... We've done all year long uh, in the Super Game, and uh, so to that point, it's no different. We must play sound, uh, good, aggressive football. It didn't take long for the Dallas Cowboys to find out that the Orange Crush was for real, starting with the first play of the game. Bev Johnson is a wing to the left on first down. Johnson in motion to the right, and the handoff is on a reverse. Fumbled in the backfield, picked up inside the 20. Big loss coming. Johnson, as the handoff was fumbled, is smeared at the 20-yard line by Tom Jackson. The Cowboys tried razzle-dazzle on the first play, kept Johnson, who doesn't see that much action, in as a wingback. It was a reverse Dorsett to Johnson. Johnson fumbled the exchange, and the Cowboys lose nine. Cowboys shift to the eye. Dorsett the tailback behind Newhouse. It is to Dorsett into the middle for no gain. Pushback as he gets to the 20-yard line by Gratishar and Alzado. Third and 19 coming for the Cowboys. First series of the Super Bowl. Just a minute gone. Staubach still in the count. Takes the snap back to the 12-yard line. Gets the pressure. He's back. Reuben Carter, 15-yard line. The sacks are even at one. Reuben Carter gets Staubach. Sacks him in the shotgun at the 15. Dallas will have to punt. It is fourth and 11. The snap back to Staubach. The Broncos getting some pressure. Staubach rolling. He is sacked. 28-yard line. Reuben Carter stayed with him, tackled him from behind, and a sack. Now the Cowboys are going the wrong way, and they'll have to punt the ball. He's back to throw. Pumps it once, throws it toward the end zone, and it is batted down by Lewis Wright as he went Ooh. up in the air and got a hand on the ball in front of Butch Johnson, 
in the end zone to knock it away. However, a succession of turnovers in the first half, seven in all, put the Broncos deep in the hole, and they trailed 13 to nothing at the half. And Morton, who's been throwing a lot, is in trouble, gets rid of the ball, it's intercepted, he dumps it off, intercepted, just throw it away, and the Broncos make the big mistake. Randy Hughes picks up the ball as Morton, who was about to be sacked, did the thing he's been avoiding all year. He just dumped the ball off, and now Morton is back to throw. Gets some time, gets rid of the ball, picked off, intercepted by Kyle, 50, 45, to the Bronco, 40, and inside the 35-yard line. And the fake, and Morton is back, has some time. Throwing it long, Moses wide open at the 50. It's intercepted at the 40-yard line in Dallas territory. With Lytle and Perrin in the backfield, the first pass is complete to Odoms. 25, fumbles the ball. It's picked up at the 30-yard line by the Cowboys. Another turnover. It was a credit to the Broncos' defense that they trailed by only 13 points at the half. The Cowboys' opportunities were that numerous. But with the start of the second half, the Broncos' offense began to assert itself. It started when John Schultz took the second half kickoff back to the Broncos' 35 to give Denver decent field position. And Schultz has it at the 10, the 15, 20, cutting left, 25, Schultz over the 30, 35-yard line. And that's where the Broncos will start on offense. Otis Armstrong then came up with a long gainer that moved the ball into Dallas territory. On second down to Armstrong, heading to the right, has a block. Otis over the 40, 45, 50, and bumps out of bounds on the far side of the field at the Cowboy 47-yard line. Cliff Harris made the tackle, and Larry Armstrong had a couple of good blocks, got the corner turned, and the Broncos have the ball at the Cowboy 47. The Cowboys' defense stiffened, but on a fourth and five, they made a high school mistake. Too many men on the field, and that kept the Broncos' drive alive. Tony Hill is back, and it's a fake, and Diltz running with a football. He is stopped at the 43-yard line. He wanted to pass, rolled to his left on the fake, and he is tackled by Aaron Kyle. There is a flag on the field. Broncos say the penalty is on Dallas. There is a penalty on the play. Illegal procedure on the Cowboys. And a five-yard penalty against the Cowboys ought to be enough for a first down. The Broncos eventually got on the scoreboard when Jim Turner kicked a 47-yard field goal, the second-longest three-pointer in Super Bowl history. Norris Weiss to hold at the 37, right hash mark, 47-yard attempt by Jim Turner in a 13-0 game. Snap, ball down, Turner's kick on the way, has distance, it is good! Jim Turner, 47-yard field goal. And now, Dallas 13, Denver 3. Midway through the third quarter, Dallas upped its lead to 20-3 when Butch Johnson hauled in a 45-yard bomb from Roger Staubach. However, it was not the fault of the Broncos' defense, for it took a sensational effort from Johnson to make the score possible. To Staubach, throwing the ball long, trying to reach, touchdown! Oh, what a catch at the goal line by Johnson! who made a fingertip catch, diving over the goal line, touchdown. Drew Pearson giving the bird to Bernard Jackson, a 45-yard touchdown pass, fingertip catch by Johnson as he got to the goal line, reached out for the ball, it was there, six points. On the ensuing kickoff, the Broncos came up with some sensationalism of their own when Rick Upchurch set a Super Bowl record with a 67-yard return. 
And Herrera's kickoff going toward Upchurch, who has it at the 8. Straight ahead across the 20, trying to cut outside. He's over the 30, 35, cuts back over the 40. He is cutting left over the 50. He's at the Dallas 40-yard line, still on his feet. He's at the Dallas 30, 27, 26. Rick Upchurch running through all the traffic on the field. And the Broncos bring the ball right back to the Cowboy 26-yard line. Aaron Kyle gets the tackle there. Red Miller then made a crucial decision. Because of Craig Morton's injured hip, Miller inserted Norris Weiss to put more mobility into the offensive backfield. With a fourth and one at the Dallas 17, Weiss displayed some cool under pressure when he pitched out to ex-cowboy Jim Jensen. Tight formation for Denver. At the 17-yard line, Weiss pitches the ball to Jensen. Jensen has the first down, still on his feet. 10-5 to the one. Jim Jensen, bolting over players on the turf. And the Broncos have a first and goal inside the Dallas one. From there, Rob Lytle took it in. Again, a tight formation. Weiss gives the ball to Lytle. He scores! Rob Lytle, touchdown from the one-yard line. And that great kickoff return by Upchurch set it up a 26-yard drive. In the fourth quarter, the Cowboys came up with some more magic from their playbook when running back Robert Newhouse threw his first pass of the season for a touchdown to Golden Richards giving Dallas a 27-10 lead and the ball game. Even though the Broncos lost the Super Bowl, Bronco mania did not die on the plastic green of New Orleans Superdome. So much had been accomplished in 1977. An incredible 12-2 season overcoming tremendous odds to win the AFC Championship. But maybe the most important thing to happen in 1977 was the love affair developed between a football team and a city. Yes, Broncomania lives and will live for many seasons to come. The miracle has happened.